are on episode 14. This is very exciting. I'm glad to be back. You know, I don't know. Just my mind is many different places at the moment recently. I think I've been feeling a bit weird just because I'm getting a little bit what am I doing kind of thing in regards to school. Um, so you could say a little bit of imposter syndrome, I suppose. So I thought that this would be a good topic to talk about this week because I feel like so many people experience it, especially in adulthood when we are graduating college and finding our first jobs when we're going to grad school things like that it can definitely be difficult to remind ourselves why we are doing what we are doing and that in the future it'll all work out for the best so I got some info to prepare for this um, podcast episode, but first of all, what even is imposter syndrome? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Thank you so much. Um, Oxford says it's the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. And I wanted to do a bit of research before presenting on this topic, so I had all the facts right, because I know how I feel, but I don't know how other people feel, and I don't want to say anything wrong. So I wanted to do a bit of, you know, research behind it. So... The article that I mainly got a bunch of information from was posted by the McLean Hospital in Massachusetts. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, Well, it all started in 1978, where two women researchers observed 150 women who either earned PhDs or they were respected professionals in their field or were students recognized for their academic excellence. These 150 women believed that they were not bright or that their success was from luck, and the researchers determined that imposter syndrome was for in regards to this study, not overall, but in just in regards to these 150 women were um, due to messages from society that women did not belong in powerful positions. And that can be a whole nother topic of conversation. I'm not saying that imposter syndrome only happens to women. It's just about this um, history and about the history of the idea of imposter syndrome. Um, But imposter syndrome can be found not only in the professional world, but also in academia or even our personal lives. 
I think everyone obviously has their own experiences, whether it's a little bit here or there, or it's like this overwhelming feeling. But I think for me personally, it can be hard to believe that my work and my determination is what has gotten me into my program and that it wasn't just an act of luck or something. Um, And also the common or also the opportunities I've had along the way. I definitely feel successful. I've done great in school and obviously now I'm in a great grad program. So I'm very thankful for that. But, you know, there's always that thought of, oh, like, it was just luck, like, you know, whatever. Um, I'm sure that is probably a common idea, though. But an example that the website, like, the article gave um, was that, like, friends who feel undeserving of acceptance or fear that they don't deserve or belong with, like, the friends that they have is another example of imposter syndrome. Um... But there's just a cycle of overworking to make sure that our high performance or good grades help us feel better, and that goes away. We feel the need to overwork again, and and it's just this ongoing cycle. Kind of how I talked about last week of how to keep that, like, work-life balance. Another reason is that we, a lot of times, um, disregard compliments, which I think is something everybody could probably work on. Um, We dismiss compliments and kind of show others our mistakes. When we give people a compliment, we want to like connect with them. You know, we want to, we want them to know what we're thinking about them and either how proud of them we are or something along those lines. Um, And so when somebody dismisses the compliment, it kind of makes the other person, like, feel bad or that maybe they said something wrong or something like that when in reality they were, like, really just trying to connect. It's better to accept praise rather than being, you know, quote-unquote humble, something like that. But like I said before, anyone and mostly everyone experiences imposter syndrome at some point whether it's in your personal life or work or school or, you know, all those different avenues. Um, In this article that I won't shut up about, um, Susan David, the co-founder of the Institute of Coaching, said, because many people think that feeling like an imposter is unique to them, It's something that many people go through. Obviously, everybody can feel like they're just not doing it right or that they don't belong or something like that. And really, we're all pretty much feeling it. It's not an uncommon idea. Um, When men get negative feedback, they experience greater anxiety and perform poorly on tasks. But when women get negative feedback, they try harder and they perform better on tasks, but they are also more likely to feel insecure about their performance and second guess the work that they're doing. So I think like that's just that's just an example of like how men and women may feel differently towards imposter syndrome, but at the same time, 
they're still having that feeling like, oh, it wasn't good enough, you know? But in this day and age, so much of what we are known for is our career. Again, I said this in a previous episode, but when we introduce ourselves, we say our name and our career instead of our name and the things we like to do and what makes us who you are. And some people may crave certain praise from specific people. So when they get praise from others, it's not enough for them to actually feel validated. You know, like maybe you're looking for a specific praise from your boss. And so when your coworkers give it, it's not really enough for that idea of imposter syndrome that it's not that you're not good enough to go away. And others may have received so much praise for little things for a lot like a long time that when they get into the big world it isn't like that and then they think that they aren't good at everything they do. And Imposter syndrome, I think personally, a lot of times can stop people from going after what they want and living their lives up to what they realistically deserve rather than what they think they deserve. You know, like when you have that thought of, oh, I'm not good enough, like there's no way I'll get that job or I'll get that promotion or I'll get an A on that project or something like that, it stops us from going after it because we've already decided that we're not going to get it. And I think that may have to do with like a fear of rejection or something like that. But I think that's something that even if you think you're not going to get what you want, it's important to still go after it because what if you do? You know? Like, what if there's that promotion that you really, really want, but you've already told yourself that you're not going to get it because you don't think you're qualified enough or you don't think the boss has you in their mind for this promotion? Why, why, are, why aren't you just going to go after it still? Because what if you are qualified? And what if the boss was thinking about you for this promotion, but you hadn't said anything before, so they didn't think that you actually wanted it? And then what if you got it? You know what I'm saying? Like, we have this fear that we're not good enough, so we don't go after what we want, when in reality that it could have been something that was ours. And I want to specifically highlight a section of this article about imposter syndrome with mental health conditions. Um, Just to preface this, I am not a mental health expert, I think everybody struggles with their own things. I have no certifications, qualifications, anything like that. Um, But in the article, it talked about how people with imposter syndrome are more likely to experience anxiety and depression due to experiencing failure and feeling less satisfied. And expectations of others, I think, play a huge role in imposter syndrome, too. Because even when reaching a goal, people make it seem like it's due to luck or external external reasons and not their true worker success. When you get something that you want, 
maybe there's that one person that says, oh my gosh, you're so lucky. Like, I wish I had that. It's not luck. You earned it and you deserve it. And that should be enough. And it encourages us to feel like undeserving of the accomplishment and like, which obviously contributes to low self-esteem, which is not fun and not fair. So how do we kind of like combat imposter syndrome and our ideas? I kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, It's important to go after what you want, even if you think that you won't get it. And if you don't get it, that's okay, you know. Um, But still, it's important to open up. Bottom line, because everyone feels this way at some point in their life, they've felt it before. And listening to others kind of talk about how they overcame it can definitely be helpful in deciding that you don't want to feel like this anymore. You know, I think for me, the best way to kind of get rid of some of those feelings is to accept the praise and accept the positive feedback that you've gotten from others instead of like pushing it away and like ignoring it. When people give you compliments, it's truly because they want to praise you for doing something great. It's not a joke or fake or prank. They want you to keep doing amazing things and they're proud of you and they're proud of where you've been and who you are and what you're doing now. And I think that's so beautiful between like connections and relationships between people is that these people who are praising you and giving you compliments are the same people who are proud to watch you succeed and they're not jealous of it. So say thank you instead of, oh no, it was nothing. It was, it was no big deal. You know, it's not nothing. We worked hard for where we are and what we're doing and you should be proud of that, of you. And I'm proud of myself. You know, I think that's good. We should all be proud of what we're doing, where we're going, who we are. You have to give yourself credit. And I think part of that is like breaking out of your comfort zone. You have to go after everything you want. Whether you think that you're qualified, if you're not qualified, who cares? You know, at least you tried. No matter who is praising you or who isn't, or what your brain is telling you or what it's not telling you. I think overall, to sum this up, you know, imposter syndrome can be really difficult, especially when you don't know that's how you're feeling. You know, when you can't like put the words to something that you know you're feeling, but you really don't actually know what it is. I think that's really difficult, but once you kind of identify that that's kind of what's going on, it's definitely much easier to process it and start thinking about why it is that you feel that way. So that's what I've been trying to do. I hope you can try to do that too. But anyways, thanks for listening and coming back again. And... Of course, you can follow me on Waiting for What Pod on Instagram. And um, we will chit chat next week again. So, bye.